Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. It's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Welcome into VSIN Primetime. No, I'm not Tim Murray, and no, he's not Sean King. I'm Mike Palm filling in for Sean, who did yeoman's work filling in for Mitch and Paul this morning. Tim vacationing, and for the first segment, we have Jeff Benson. Sportsbook manager here at Circa, and then the remainder of the three hours, Wes Reynolds will join the set. Well, Jeff, a very uh, special day here in the sportsbook. I want to start off with the, the soccer game, England-USA. We took bookings for this about a month ago. We started taking bookings for all the World Cup matches. What was the atmosphere like? What was it like? How did it compare maybe to a Saturday or Sunday in the book? I'd say it compared similarly to, you know, uh, an NFC, you know, championship game, an AFC championship game, not necessarily on the caliber of a Super Bowl, but um, every single table and seat were uh, were filled. Uh, obviously, we had people at underhang and overhang as well. So the the atmosphere um, in the crowd was electric. You know, we've really seen that all uh, last week and, and this week for the World Cup games. Uh, and then in particular, obviously, the United States games and you know, obviously they've looked, uh, you know, pretty darn good here in the first two games. I think they deserved a better result, um, you know, particularly versus Wales. But, you know, obviously I think if uh, you went into this group stage um, and you said that all you had to do to beat Iran was to advance, uh, I think a lot of people would have signed up for that. So Tuesday, 11 a.m., uh, I think we're going to be hopping here in the book uh, as USA tries to get out of that group. Uh, but, you know, from what I've seen so far, it's been really, really encouraging from those guys on the field. Early numbers, Jeff, on the three-way for USA-Iran, USA around $1.07 minus $1.09. I think that number moves by the time that uh, we get to Tuesday morning. Yeah, I mean, obviously, 
um, you know, given, you know, what we've seen so far, you know, you see a ton of USA uh, action across the counter. Um, obviously, today's game, uh, you know, uh, they bet England. Uh, U.S. went from, you know, plus $5 in the three-way to about plus $6. So definitely saw more uh, England action today from the Sharp guys. Uh, but I would anticipate we'd see a lot of USA action um, as the public looks to see them hopefully get out of the group and advance uh, to elimination stage. Now we saw a large Mexican contingent here in the book for their first game. Tell me what you're expecting. I know we're showing it in the ballroom. Mexico, Argentina, Argentina shocked in their first match. Uh, I'm thinking we're getting four or five hundred people here for this Mexico, Argentina. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, the way that people brought in the flags and the drums uh, mm -hmm. earlier for uh, Mexico's last game was really, really cool to see. And so I would expect we'd have a great crowd up in the ballroom. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Leo Messi uh, in Argentina, you know, probably one of the top two uh, favorites coming into this tournament, you know, ultimately how they rebound uh, from what is, you know, can certainly be described as a shocking loss to Saudi Arabia. All right, let's move on to the Survivor Contest. Obviously, this is one of the focal points Thanksgiving week with Thanksgiving, the three games serving as their own week. And so this first little gauntlet, entering yesterday, we had 74 of the 6,100-plus entries still alive, uh, and, and everyone survived except three Patriots entries. My first question to you were, were those three Patriot entries part of a double option, meaning did they also have the Vikings, those three folks? No, they didn't. Um, you know, I think I, it was interesting to see kind of how the, the game theory played out. And obviously, you know, I said that this was really the first week that the contest started. Obviously, if you remember last year, um, you know, a, a large contingent of the field was knocked out with the Cowboys um, as the most popular play. And um, it was interesting this year because you had two huge favorites in both the Bills and the Cowboys and kind of where people were going to go, uh, you know, with their selections uh, as it fared um, you know, with those respective teams. Um, as you alluded to, we had 74 people um, in this Thanksgiving week, um, and 61 of the 74, excuse me, 63 of the 74 had either the Bills or the Cowboys available. So um, obviously there was one person um, of those 63 who chose not to use either the Bills or Cowboys, which I thought was interesting, um, and they chose either the Vikings or the Patriots. Um, but I thought the Patriots was a really plus EV play in the sense that, you know, there was three people who, in essence, you know, had a Lions, Giants, Patriots, Moneyline parlay. Um, and that in implied equity was worth a little over $2 million. So I was wondering if we were only going to see maybe one or two people on the Patriots, in which at that point, you know, somebody could have won the contest by themselves. Um, but it was really interesting to see the way it played out. Obviously, the Bills, um, you know, kind of struggled there for most of the game before Josh Allen made some uh, great throws to Stephon Diggs, and they were able to come back with a late field goal from Tyler Bass to win it. Um, and then, obviously, the Cowboys, um, you know, it was a tight first half before they ultimately pulled away in the second half. But, you know, I, I think between Thanksgiving and Christmas, these are the two most pivotal, pivotal uh, weeks from, you know, a game theory perspective um, as you look at the rest of the season just because, you know, there's so few games to choose from and ultimately kind of what the strategy behind those choices are going to be. An interesting stat that you threw out uh, to the members of the executive team yesterday morning. Of those 74 entries, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, something like 13 of them only started with that one entry, and was it like 29 of them started with the six entries? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So 13 of the 74, like I said, only had one bullet. Um, certainly a huge accomplishment Obviously, when you look at the starting field of 61 
uh, a little over 6,100. Um, and then obviously when you take it, you know, you factor in uh, that three people were eliminated on the Patriots. Uh, we have 71 people who move on to the weekend. Um, this morning at 10 a.m. we opened um, the survivor lines for Sunday, Monday. And the deadline uh, for, for selections uh, is the typical four o'clock that you'd see on Saturday. Um, you know, when you break it down in terms of implied equity for each entry now, each remaining contestant's entry is worth a little over 86000 It's $86,380.28. So certainly uh, a long way to go, obviously, to get to the end. Um, you know, I, I'd anticipate somebody or a number of people would go 20-0. and 0. Um, I, I think as you get deeper into the contest this year, um, I think you're going to see the number of eliminations kind of dwindle, whereas, you know, we had a period of three, four, five weeks um, where, you know, a number of different contestants got knocked out. So certainly interesting uh, to see how the rest of um, the contest plays out. Um, but for those that advanced on Thanksgiving Day, I think, uh, you know, they're happy to turn the page and get to get to Sunday or Monday where, you know, you're going to have some big favorites like we were talking about before we came on air. Um, obviously, you have the Chiefs, um, you know, going up against the Rams. Uh, Bryce Perkins probably going to be making his first start for the Rams. No Cooper Cup for them. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Kyle Allen's going to be starting for the Houston Texans. So uh, the Miami Dolphins will be sizable favorites at home as well. So certainly, I would say an easier slate than, uh, you know, what you had to choose from um, on Thanksgiving. Um, but we'll see, obviously, when we do uh, the consensus release tomorrow at 5 o'clock here on VEASAN uh, with Derek, uh, kind of what that breakdown is. Oh, that's must. Uh, you can't miss TV on Saturdays at 5 Pacific with Brady Cannon, Mike Pritchard, and, of course, produced wonderfully by Brian well, Ortega. Well, it, it all depends on how the Michigan game plays out as to what mood well, Derek's even in. Derek will even be there. Uh, <laughs> so 71 remaining going to Sunday. 53 of the 71 have the Dolphins. 10 of the 71 have the Chiefs. 8 of the 71 have both the Dolphins, and the Chiefs. Looking ahead to that Christmas window of four games where the Dolphins host the Packers on Christmas Day, do you think that all 10 people that have the Chiefs will use them this week? I would say yes. Um, And like you said, I think having as many teams available as possible um, for these holiday weeks, you know, I... When you when you think back to to Derek and I coming up with the the bonus prize for this year and it being that you weren't able to select one of the Super Bowl teams being the Rams <laughs> or the Bengals that kind of obviously backfired on us now that uh, you know Cooper Cup's on IR and uh, you know Matthew Stafford's dealing with shoulder and neck injuries um, you just never know what's going to happen with these teams what star quarterback's going to go down you know what offensive skill pl- position players are going to go down and. Obviously, when you have four games on Christmas, um, you know, being able to utilize any one of those eight teams, I, I certainly think is important. Um, and obviously, the Miami Dolphins would probably be in, you know, the five to seven point uh, range in terms of being a favorite um, at home versus the, the Packers. So I would anticipate you'd see those who have the Chiefs tomorrow uh, use them um, and then save the Dolphins possibly for that Christmas Day, um, as you kind of indicated earlier. Um Looking ahead to Saturday, Jeff, uh, two major matchups. Obviously, Michigan-Ohio State early in the morning here. Um, Ohio State, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. And then Notre Dame-USC is sort of a nightcap. We've seen that number drop dramatic, dramatically down to four-and-a-half. What's the action been like at the window on both of those games? 
Yeah, definitely seen uh, sharp action uh, in that Notre Dame, like uh, you alluded to. That's really, really dropped that number. Uh, obviously, you know, USC has played well here. Caleb Williams, probably the favorite for the Heisman. Uh, but also Notre Dame's been playing well lately. Uh, but I think, uh, obviously, the big game of the day is going to be that uh, Ohio State-Michigan game. You know, you could make a case that, you know, regardless of which team loses, that uh, they'll both probably be in the the college football playoff, but I think that remains to be seen. But once we got out past that, uh, you know, seven and a half number, I think we've seen some really good two-way, um, you know, lay, lay in the favorite, you know, at seven and a half, taking the dog at eight. Um, so I would anticipate, you know, that game um, and those two fan bases that we would see a lot of good two-way action, particularly over the counter. Um, and I think, you know, the Sharps are going to show their hand at some point uh, with which team they want to back in this spot. Any movement on the totals in either game? No, not yet. I think when you look last week, um, there was a barrage of unders just given um, that winter weather that was hitting the East Coast. Uh, we saw most, if not all, of the uh, the games on the East Coast that weren't being played in a dome, particularly those of the college variety, uh, just get hammered under. Um, with the weather a little bit better on the East Coast uh, this week, we haven't seen as much action on the totals. Um, but I think, obviously, once this uh, stuff kind of pans out tomorrow in terms of the weather um, and the wind in both of these um, stadiums, you know, we'll, we'll maybe see a little bit of the total play as well. Jeff, thanks for sitting in here for the first segment of the show. Uh, when we come back, Wes Reynolds will join me and talk about all the big games in play right now. A huge upset brewing in Iowa City, and UCLA might be in trouble in Berkeley. That's next on VSIN Primetime. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on their strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whether your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back in to VSIN Prime Time, sponsored by BetMGM. And joining me on the desk, mm-hmm. the none other than Wes Reynolds, a jack of all trades. Let the record show I was here at 258, but thank you for, to Jeff Benson of Circus yes. Sports for uh, filling, uh, ably filling in here in the uh, first part of the segment, updating us on Survivor and the Circa Million and, and all that stuff. We did not have the attrition yesterday that I think it looked like we were going to have early. Mike. It got dicey there. It got dicey with the, with the bills. Um Coming up in 30 minutes, we're going to have Paul Stone from Paul Stone Sports. He's going to preview his best bets for college football uh, in just over an hour, 4.30 Pacific time. Andy McNeil, who single-handedly wrote the Visa and NHL guide, full day of uh, hockey. We've had a lot of results already. He'll go through tonight's slate in the NHL. And then coming up in the 5 o'clock Pacific hour, Chris Andrews, Hall of Famer mm-hmm. from South Point. He'll update us on the action uh, at the tip of the strip. Wes, let's get into the games ongoing right now. And let's start in the Big Ten, a game that, uh, you know, potentially involves the Big Ten championship game. Iowa winning your in for the second straight year, a 10-point favorite at home to Nebraska. Currently trailing the Huskers 24-7 to late in the third quarter, Wes. Yeah, and uh, Nebraska, 295 overall yards. Iowa only 182, and now uh, Alex Padilla in, in place of Spencer Petras. And look, same old story with Iowa, really good defense cannot throw the ball. There's a lack of creativity in that offense. There's been that for about, what, 20 years, Mike, you would say? (laughs) They're in Iowa City. Defense, one of the better ones in the country. And uh, Nebraska uh, trying to play spoiler here because what that would mean if Iowa loses, then it all comes down to the old Oaken Bucket game, which I am very familiar with as an alum of Indiana University. We'll see if Indiana can play spoiler to Purdue. But I think when you look of those teams in the West, it, everything's matchup dependent, obviously, Mike. But I think if it's Ohio State, I think we saw who matches up best with Michigan, and that's Illinois. Yeah, We saw that last week. If it's Ohio State, I think Purdue 
of those three at least can make it somewhat competitive because we know Purdue and Aiden O'Connell, they can throw the football. So they can score. I don't know if they can score with the Buckeyes, but they certainly have more of a chance than Iowa or Illinois do. I laid six and a half with Nebraska in this game um, when they got the fumble and got the ball in Iowa territory up 10 to nothing. Iowa f- faced with a fourth and 12 here. Um, they're going to bring on their best offensive winner, the punt, the weapon, the punter, and try to pin. pin. He, he, he He's good, man. I, I got to tell you, he's one of the best in the country. Uh, remember, uh, the, the punt, he was the new punt god in the yeah. uh, South Dakota State game earlier this year. So Nebraska, 50 seconds left to go. They are going to get the football uh, 24 to 7. How about that? Uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And that's the thing, Mike. That's what's interesting about this rivalry week is that teams that are out of it, will play hard. Like, you think, okay, they're going to mail it in. Now, there'll be a couple no-shows either tonight or tomorrow on the Saturday college football card, but you see these teams, it's last game of the year, and you can't just say, oh, they have nothing to play for, so automatically bet against them. That's counted for in the line. It's halftime in Berkeley. UCLA, an 11-and-a-half-point favorite, trails the Cal Golden Bears 21-17 mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm seeing uh, UCLA minus seven for the second half, 31 and a half, uh, 31 actually right behind us at Circa Sports. So UCLA, I think, is going to get some of the juice as Circa just now goes to seven minus $1.15. Pretty much seven in the market here on UCLA and Cal. And that was one I almost played because that was kind of a tricky deal for UCLA. You put everything you had into USC, but you did wonder about Cal because they beat, they beat Stanford. They're our rival, so it's like, Okay, is Cal, you know, really going to show up here? But Justin Wilcox has always been historically a really good underdog. Pretty good defensive coach, even though the defense really not up to par nor the offense there is Cal. Best they can do is go five and seven and hope that there's not enough uh, uh, bowl entrants that qualify and maybe they go with the APR because I'm sure at least the Cal kids go to class. Arkansas is in Columbia taking on Missouri. This game has gone back and forth. Mm -hmm. Pretty entertaining game, Wes. 29-27, 29-27, Missouri leads right now. They were a three-point dog to the Hogs. Yeah, this is one of interest to me. I did take Mizzou earlier in the week mm. at plus three and a half. Got a couple winners today, but this is my only pre-flop bet currently in action as, uh, you know, Missouri trying to get bowl eligible, five and six. And, and I think Mizzou has been a solid team this year. They extended Eli Drinkwitz, and there were some people disappointed. I'm like, who else are you going to get? He's done a pretty solid job there. That's not one of the easier jobs in the SEC. So, you know, I mean, Mizzou, look, they hung with Georgia. Remember, they were up 10 points on Georgia in the uh, fourth quarter. They had the the thicker kicker, uh, Harrison Mevis is his name, and gave them a 10-point lead, but Georgia was able to win. But uh, Mizzou trying to get bowl eligible. Arkansas did their part last week over Ole Miss. And remember, Missouri had that game won three times in yes. the Plains of Jordan there, too. So, you know, yes, and Auburn. Yes, at Auburn. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they, would, they wouldn't be <laughs> in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> as Cook is uh, not going to get the first down, I don't believe. He's going to be out at midfield. Arkansas uh, did get stopped last time uh, and had fourth and goal, and they elected to go ahead and kick the field goal, did Sam Pittman. So 29 to 27. I'm showing Mizzou about minus 110 on the money line in play, minus 120 on the Arkansas side, 62 and a half on the total, as we're now about close to the eight-minute mark here in the fourth quarter. Speaking of the fourth quarter, just about 10 and a half minutes to go in Chapel Hill. Dave Dorn's team, the Wolfpack, they lead North Carolina 17-10. to Carolina was a five-point favorite with a total of 56. Looks like an under unless this game gets to overtime, Wes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, of course, uh, we know with NC State that Devin Leary 
out for the season. He's been out for a few weeks. I got to give Dave Doran uh, some credit here. I know <laughs> seven and four looks disappointing, but when Leary went out, they had like no chance. They had that one bad loss at home to Boston College a couple weeks ago. But North Carolina, look, last week, our own Stormy Bonantani, I believe, was on that game on the sidelines. 17 uh, nothing lead over a Georgia Tech team that, you know, is playing out the season with an interim coach. And, and that's what North Carolina does. You know, they have that nice win at Wake Forest that puts them in the ACC title game against Clemson. And then perfect time for Mac Brown's guys to lay an egg. And it looks like they may lay another one here. They were laying six and a half down 17 to 10, 10 minutes ago. Uh, in a high scoring game in Tucson, just under seven minutes to go. Arizona came in a four point favorite off that big win over UCLA. They lead Arizona State 38 35 game already over the total. Arizona State has the ball first and 10 at the Arizona 34. These are the games I call happy action fun time. When you got two teams that this is their last game of the year, they are not going bowl eligible. And more often than not, I'm going to be on the over in these games because it takes more effort to play defense than it does to play offense. So that's what you're seeing here in the duel in the desert. 38 to 35. Jed Fish's guys went off, I believe, as four-point favorites. So ASU... And rightfully wearing the Sparky logo on the helmets. I don't like these different things at ASU. Sparky is the classic down there down there in Tempe. And uh, U of A wearing the classic U of A on their lid. So good to see it kind of be old school here, even though both of these teams will not be going bowling. No, they will not. Uh, results earlier today, Wes. Tulane beat Cincinnati 27-24. Does two things. Tulane will host the American Championship game next week. And Cincinnati likely out of it mm-hmm. as Central Florida can take care of South Florida tomorrow night. It'll be Central Florida going to New Orleans. for the Yeah, the war on I-4, uh, <laughs> as they call it down there between Orlando and Tampa. South Florida, you know, playing out the year. Interim coach Jeff Scott was let go a few weeks ago. But I was on the green wave. Uh, I took them plus one. They ended up closing one, one and a half. Cincinnati, of course, without Ben Bryant, who I think is their better passer than Evan Prater, the sophomore, who's a better runner. But... You know, I got to give credit to Willie Fritz's guys. You know, I know I was talking with Sean King. We were doing this program a couple nights ago. It's like, I hope we can keep him because this guy's a really good coach. And this guy has paid his dues, worked his way up through FCS. Sam Houston State was the coach at Georgia Southern, kept running that triple option there. And to do what he's done with Tulane, uh, 10 and 2. And look, Michael Pratt, I think, is at least an NFL prospect going forward. I have no idea where he's going to be drafted. He's an underclassman anyway, so he's not coming out. But the Green Wave have been a really nice story in college football this year. And remember, they could not stop Central Florida the last time they yeah. played there. So that'll be an interesting number on, on that championship game if that comes to fruition. Um, didn't mention it before when we talked about Nebraska, who's continuing to possess the ball into the fourth quarter here uh, and gained another first down to keep chewing this clock up. Matt Rule. Looks like reports today he's going to take the head job in Lincoln. Yeah, no surprise that Matt Rule, he wasn't going to last very long. He wasn't going to go to do TV for a year. He was going to get a big-time job. And look, on the surface, I think that's a very good hire. Matt Rule is proven in college football. Rebuilt Baylor, did a hell of a job at Temple. So he's used to kind of rebuilds, and he'll have a little one here in Lincoln. All right, when we come back, we're going to turn the page and talk about some college hoops, a lot of good tournaments, holiday tournaments going on west. We'll look at some of the results from earlier today, as well as games that are in progress and in-game betting opportunities. That's next on VSIN Primetime. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
You don't have to wait until after Turkey Day to score a Black Friday deal with VEASAN. New VEASAN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. With VEASAN Pro Access, you get a daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving every game. Deep dive daily betting reports, plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. The VEASAN store is a great place to shop for VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time Black Friday offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into VEASAN Primetime. Mike Palm and Wes Reynolds filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King. Let's talk some college hoops. A couple games at halftime, Wes. North Carolina is still ranked number one, although they've, <laughs> they've hardly covered a game yet. I don't think. Everything's a close scare, including against Portland. They're at the Phil Knight Invitational, playing at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, that half of it. They were a five-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State, total 140-and-a-half to Tar Heels, leading the Cyclones 34-32 at half, West. Yeah, would lean, would lean second half under here mm-hmm. at 74, and, and that's kind of what it was pre-flop because uh, I think if you look at Carolina, I understand – Default, you know, your national runner-up. You're bringing back Baycott. You're bringing back four starters. But this team is this team is obviously not a top team in the country right now. Uh, they kind of play defense when they want to, which is, you know, go figure. That's kind of what they did under Roy Williams. Sometimes they'd be really good, and sometimes they'd be very permissible. And Hubert Davis, of course, taking over for Roy. Now this is really like his team. So. I, I, I still think that they lack a little bit of an identity. And, and you look, uh, you know, Carolina's got to try to use their stretch bigs, kind of unwind Otzelberger's defense at Iowa State. Otzelberger, I think, has a very solid team in a very short amount of time in Ames this year. But, uh, you know, Carolina, I'll be interested to see if they're going to play defense. I, I, Iowa State, by the way, went overtime, a tough physical game with, with uh, Villanova yesterday. And Villanova, by the way, got beat today by Portland. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, a lot of injuries there for that Villanova club, by the way, as well. And plus, you have a new coach with Neptune. So I don't want to say this is a total transitional year because maybe when they get those guys back, they're going to be better in the Big East and certainly contend with Creighton, who looks like the favorite. But uh, for me in the second half, uh, I think under would be would be the play here, uh, depending on where you can get it. I think it opened 74. I'm starting to see some 73s, and it's starting to move to the under. Remember, Carolina was an eight seed in that tournament last year. Right. I mean, <laughs> people forget. And that's so funny, Mike, that you bring that up because I wrote for the college basketball betting guide. One of the conferences I did was the ACC. And everybody's like, oh, how great the ACC was. We were crapping on it all last year because how terrible the ACC was. They got five teams in the tournament. They happened to get three in the, the Elite Eight Duke, Carolina, and of course, Jim Laranega yeah. at Miami. So it's like, okay, then, then everything is forgotten about, whereas the Big Ten obviously had their usual great regular season, didn't have anybody uh, at the end, and we know that being from Big Ten country. It's just the way it is. Sometimes I feel like you got to get a little bit out of the dark ages because like the Big Ten now is a big man's league in a guards tournament, and, that, and that's what you worry about. And, and the officials let a lot of stuff go in the Big Ten where it could be a little bit of tackle basketball that they're going to call in the NCAA tournament. And I think these teams have been very slow to adjust to it. I always say Matt Painter and Purdue is the classic example yes. of what you're talking about. Yes, because <laughs> people think Matt's not a good coach. Matt, Matt's a very good coach. They run very good stuff. <laughs> a nice win over uh, West Virginia, yep. by the way, last night. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like when you're very physical 
and they're not, they're not going to call it in the Big Ten because everybody kind of plays that way. But in the NCAA tournament, and then, you know, the NCAA tournament is a little bit of potluck anyway. You got one bad shooting night, you're going home. Purdue found that out last year. All right, in this ESPN Invitational in Kissimmee, Florida, uh, Nebraska, an old Big 8 matchup. Nebraska got run out by Oklahoma yesterday. Yes. They're taking on Memphis right now. Memphis was laying 10.5 with a total of 139. Close game at the half, West. Memphis up 33-30. My Memphis really took a tough beat yesterday. Yeah. A totally, I don't know if you saw the end of it, Mike. I did not. A totally bad three by a Seton Hall big guy just like rattles in, running down the clock, and uh, and Memphis loses. Uh, you know, uh you got to look, though. Uh, Nebraska, I think they have Walker back, uh, one of their key guys in some capacity. But, uh, you know, Mem- Memphis is a very much an up-and-down team. You look at them getting off the bus, they're freaky athletic, and you're like, how the hell do they lose to anybody? They're kind of very much like Leonard Hamilton's Florida State guys. Like, oh, they're going to beat the hell out of whoever they're playing. And then you see them on the floor, and they really leave you wanting a lot more. Uh, also at the Phil Knight, uh, Oregon State gave Duke everything they wanted yesterday. They're taking on Florida. Florida was a 14-point favorite. And I said, boy, that seems like a big number. They were, you know, a 22 against Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe it wasn't big enough here. Florida, 36-19 over the Beavers right now. Three and a half minutes to go in the first half. Yeah, I don't think the Beavs are going to have any answer for that size, even though somehow they kept Duke at bay yesterday. Uh Duke just, you know, kind of a flat performance. Duke, by the way, did win, and they advanced in this tournament. Yep. They beat Xavier. I think they won by seven, so they did cover the number. I was seeing five and a half at the close, so uh, Duke gets there over Sean Miller's guys. But uh, uh, Florida in the consolation, because they actually, it is a little bit cool how they have two different tournaments here with mm-hmm. this Phil Knight thing. They have the Legacy and they have the Invitational, and they're alternating gyms. They're playing some at the Moda Center, where, of course, the Blazers play. And then the Blazers' old venue, the old Veterans Memorial Coliseum, which is a really cool old-school venue. If you remember the Blazers from, like, the late 70s with Bill Walton and Maurice Lucas, they would, they, I mean, they, that place was rocking out there. So they have two different tournaments going on. So uh, keep that in mind uh, when you're looking at your brackets. I believe the finals are going to be on Sunday. This is a really nice tournament. With yeah. What they've attracted, you know, yeah. we talk about Maui and how good that, that mm-hmm. tournament sort of the, this I think will become the premier holiday tournament. Well, and I, I, I like what they're doing too, because all the Oregon schools represented, yeah. of course, Oregon, Oregon state, Portland and Portland state, Portland state was the late game last night against Gonzaga didn't win but they did cover did cover that big number of 28 so I kind of like that they're playing some of these consolation games I think on the weekend at the Child Center which I have actually been to which is the home of uh, the Portland Pilots so uh, you know I I do like this tournament and I I like that it's in the Northwest too because you and I Mike have been around long enough to remember the great Alaska shootout Mm. one of the best tournaments It was always great. And late at night, too. Yes, yeah. in Anchorage. I yeah. mean, the last semifinal would be like one Eastern time, one or two Eastern, but uh, it's good to see something in the Northwest in college basketball. Let's talk a couple about a couple of the earlier results, Wes. Wisconsin was a point-and-a-half favorite off their tough overtime loss to Kansas against USC. And this is in the Bahamas, the battle for Atlantis. Mm-hmm. In the loser's bracket, Wisconsin wins and covers 64 59 stays just under the total of 126. Yeah, and and no surprise that it kind of slowed down in the mm. second half. There was a high-scoring first half. I thought this was going to be actually a very ugly game. USC, if you've watched them in a couple of their home games, they really struggled against subpar competition. Uh, had a nice uh, win against BYU to go ahead and get into this, uh, you know, con- the the second round, and now this is was the third place game today, but. 
USC really doesn't have a point guard. They run that kid Drew Peterson almost as like a point forward, and they run all the offense through him. Uh, you know, nobody's hitting jump shots against Wisconsin. It's kind of the damnedest thing. Like when you look at a Ken Palm or Bartorvik or shot quality or any of those college basketball advanced stat metrics, you look at these teams and it's like nobody can make a three against Wisconsin. USC made 11 to 23 today and still lost by five. So, uh, you know, Wisconsin, uh, I picked them like middle of the road in the, in the Big Ten. I think I put them seventh or eighth in the VEASAN betting guide. But I might have put them too low because Wisconsin like always overachieves. Remember last yep. year, they were kind of picked in that spot. And then all they did was win the regular season. They were ready to get rid of Greg Gard a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. right? And, and he mm -hmm. sort of turned it around. Texas A&M went to Chicago today. Uh, as a four-point favorite over DePaul and one handily, 82-66 to 66 game went over the 141 Oh, total. the poor Blue Demons. <laughs> you and I remember when the Blue Demons were a power in college basketball. Dallas Comedies. Yes, in the early to mid-1980s. <laughs> Mark Aguirre, Terry Cummings, yep. Rod Strickland, who's now the coach at uh, LIU in uh, Brooklyn. And, you know, just how the mighty have fallen in DePaul. It's hard to keep these Chicago kids home when Calipari and now John Shire, yeah. obviously with Chicago Connections, and they're coming in and just taking your best talent. But A&M uh, had a really shaky tournament last week, too. They were in the uh, Charleston Classic. Lost their first two games, got beat by Murray State, 88-79. They got absolutely smoked by Colorado, 103-75. to Buzz has a lot of different transfers on this team, and that's really all these teams, you know, these kids out of the transfer portal trying to mix them in. So you really don't know what you have with some of these college teams until you probably get into January. Quinnipiac was a six-and-a-half point or six-point underdog to Stephen F. Austin, and the total is 152. Mm -hmm. They beat him 58-44. to 44. They covered the number by 20, and it went under by 50. I mentioned this game because it was played in Quebec. Yes. Yeah, there were. I think there was a doubleheader there. By the way, Quinn, Quinnipiac uh, coached by Baker Dunleavy, mm -hmm. the son of Mike Dunleavy. So uh, uh, really good start uh, for Quinnipiac this season against a pretty quality Stephen F. Austin team. And then another uh, couple undefeateds went down earlier this morning. Uh, the USF Dons, they go to Davidson to play Matt McKillop and the uh, Wildcats. Davidson gets the win, minus 389-80. And also the Notre Dame Fighting Irish <laughs> go play St. Bonnie in Elmont, New York, and they lose by 12, 63-51. We'll preview some more college basketball at 415 Pacific. But coming up next... It's Paul Stone. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my game. game. <laughs> 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead and take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, and the over in points. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and condition. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back into VSIN Primetime. I'm Mike Palm. He is Wes Reynolds filling in for Tim and Sean. And we have the pleasure of welcoming Mr. Paul Stone. Many of you know Paul Stone from his appearances on VSIN, hosting the Saturday show writing the VEASAN College Football Guide. Paul, thanks for taking the time to join us. Well, man, it's great. We got college football the day after Thanksgiving, talking the sport with Mike Palm and Wes Reynolds. It couldn't be any better on my end, guys. I'm glad to be with you. (laughs) Thank you, Paul. Checks in the mail, sir. (laughs) All right, Paul, Paul, let's start with the big game. Ohio State ranked second undefeated. Michigan ranked third undefeated. It's the first time that both teams have entered the game undefeated since 2000. And six, 
Big Ten still with outside hopes of getting two teams into the playoffs. The Buckeyes, a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite over the Wolverines. What say you, Paul Stone? Well, I'll say, first of all, and this is no great revelation, but I don't think either one of these bitter Big Ten rivals have really been significantly uh, tested to this very late point in the 2022 season, in my opinion. You know, Michigan did dominate a uh, pretty solid or quite solid Penn State uh, team at midseason at the big house. But then last week we saw Illinois take the Wolverines to the brink uh, in Ann Arbor, and I think Brett Bielema would probably suggest that uh, Jim Harbaugh's bunch maybe got a little bit a bit of an assist in that one. Uh, and then you look at the Ohio State, and they've won – all 12 of their games by double digits, but they've looked, you know, mortal at times. Uh, and that included last week as well, when they only led uh, 33-30 at Maryland uh, until the game's final minutes. You know, I think clearly the big mystery surrounding tomorrow's game is the status of standout Michigan running back uh, Blake Corum, uh, who's rushed for over 1,400 yards, 18 touchdowns, suffered a uh, left knee injury last week against Illinois. Most people predicting Corm's going to play. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out. I'm almost expecting him not to play, even though there wasn't structural damage. If he plays, is he 80%? Is he 70%? His backup, Donovan Edwards, also might miss Saturday's contest. I think one thing, in addition to the fact that he might be limited or might not play at all, the all-critical quarterback position, Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, uh, he's been serviceable this year but not sensational. Uh, C.J. You know, Stroud, obviously one of the nation's finest quarterbacks. I think Ohio State, they still remember last year's bitter pill at the big house. I think Ohio State wins by double digits in Columbus. Yeah, Jim Knowles uh, certainly is, I think, going to test J.J. McCarthy, Mike, uh, in terms of stacking the box, say, okay, kid, can you beat me deep down the field? And I'm with Paul. I'm not sure that he can. I haven't bet that game, but I would certainly lean with the Buckeyes. Uh, Paul, we do have one rivalry game left to go tonight. Most of the action, obviously, has been in the afternoon and some still going on. But Battle of the Sunshine State, Florida and Florida State. Florida State has won and covered four in a row. Now they're 16th. uh, Best they've been in a while under Mike Norvell. Maybe going in the right direction. uh, But they're laying 10 to the Gators. Uh, I know the Gators lost in Vanderbilt. It was a deceptive final score. What do you make of uh, Napier and Norvell tangling for the first time down in the Sunshine State? Yeah, I mean, Wes, you you mentioned Mike Norvell. And, you know, when he was hired away from Memphis uh, prior to the 2020 season, I think expectations were high uh, there in Tallahassee. But his first two seasons, uh, the Seminoles only 8-13. and And I think entering this year, you know, if his seat wasn't hot, uh, it was awfully, awfully warm. And uh, they have really responded. You know, they had the warm-up victory in week zero over Duquesne, and then they essentially played a role game against LSU, a road game, rather, uh, against LSU in New Orleans and and held off the Bayou Bengals 24-23. So they started out 4-0, lose three at midseason in a row. Now they have that four-game winning streak. They're a balanced team. That's one thing I really like about the Seminoles. Uh, They're equally talented on offense and defense. Offensively, really like the development of dual-threat quarterback Jordan Travis. One of the biggest uh, components to their success, though, this year has been an FCS transfer. Uh, Defensive end Jared Verse, who came over from Albany, seven and a half sacks, 14 tackles for loss, might end up being the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. You know, I slightly lean Florida State here, but I don't have a play. 
I don't think I'm going to be involved. Uh, the Gators uh, have won three straight, I believe, in this series. I think that's right. Plus, we've seen Florida's best, and it only lost by four earlier this season on the road at Tennessee when Tennessee was playing well. So uh, I'm kind of going to stay away from this game, but I'm going to watch it with uh, great enthusiasm and uh, with great interest. We're speaking with Paul Stone, college football expert, Paul Stone Sports. Paul, in the Bluegrass State, the rivalry game tomorrow is Louisville, who's now ranked 25th, taking on Kentucky. Kentucky defense had an impressive performance, only giving up one touchdown to Georgia. The Louisville offense has been rolling, uh, but the injury to Malik Cunningham slowed them down last week against NC State, although they still won the game at home. Total on this game, Paul, is 43. Obviously a low total here, Mike, of 43, uh, and there's a common theme. You know, at this time of the year, there's going to be some players injured, and as you mentioned, Louisville's standout dual-threat quarterback, Malik Cunningham, uh, missed last week's game against NC State. Uh, he's been, man, he's been banged up all year. He had a concussion in October, and then he uh, injured his non-throwing hand uh, in early November, and then he injures his right shoulder uh, the following week against Clemson. So he's really been banged up. Again, missed last week's game against North Carolina State. His backup, uh, Brock Doman, certainly neither the runner or the passer that Cunningham is. Even if Cunningham plays, uh, these rivals, as you mentioned, they've both been outstanding defensively this season. And I think Louisville, one thing to watch, I think they're going to get to Will Levis quite a bit. Looking at the statistics in this game, Kentucky has allowed a whopping 41 sacks this season. Louisville, meanwhile, has recorded 39 sacks. So I think the Cardinals are going to be up in uh, Levis's grill quite a bit and be putting pressure on him. Both these teams also, they play at a fairly slow tempo. Your average college football game right now averages 140, 141 plays. I uh, project this game to total around 130 plays. I like this game to remain under a total of 43. Yeah, you could see really all season, especially last week against Georgia, that Kentucky offensive line has major issues, not the team necessarily to get right against with uh, Louisville and that pass rush. Uh, Paul, just a little over two minutes here. I do want to get your take, though, on the big Big 12 matchup tomorrow, which we didn't think was going to be the big matchup to determine uh, what is going on with that conference with a playoff team potentially in TCU at number four. But they're hosting Iowa State lane 10 uh, and really haven't seen a lot of movement on TCU. Iowa State not going to go to a bowl, but pretty solid defensively, at least in Ames. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is, I think, you know, we, we've probably talked about it as well. And I, I think most people are in agreement that the Big 12 – they might not have, although TCU obviously is going to make the playoff, in my opinion, anyway, if they win out, but um, if they win their next two games. But Iowa State, you know, they're, they're maybe the ninth or tenth best team in a 10-team league, but this team, conference just has such great balance. I mean, there's no, absolutely no easy outs in mid-October uh, against Texas. They lose in Austin 24-21. Uh, had a questionable call towards the end of that game. So they took Texas, you know, right down to the final minute. Um, they hadn't won a whole lot of games. I guess the only conference game they've won this year might be against West Virginia. So they only have one conference win. TCU, they obviously need the win to keep those playoff dreams uh, alive. I think that's more of a burden than a positive. 
I think Iowa State might keep it close. Again, I'm not involved, but, uh, you know, in this conference, anything can happen. In the wild, wacky world of college football, anything can happen. Paul Stone, we appreciate the time. We thank you. Looking forward to watching you tomorrow afternoon on VEASAN. Appreciate you guys having me, and uh, good luck the rest of the weekend. Thank you, Paul. Wes, our pro tip of the hour comes from Paul Stone there, and it's when considering betting a total, handicap the number of plays that are going to be run in a game, especially mm-hmm. true in college football where pace often Where everything is tempo, yeah. tempo, tempo, tempo. Run as many as you can, as fast as you can. Yeah, absolutely. All right, when Wes and I come back, We're going to preview some more of the rivalry games tomorrow, including the Iron Bowl, although there might be some luster off of this year's game. I want Wes's opinion if Alabama is still alive for the college football playoff. That's next on VEASAN Primetime. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 